Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the one Bitcoin show. Today is November the 24th, 2020. Only the beginning. <laughs> Strong hand, long-term thinking, paying off today, isn't it? Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One day closer to an all-time high? One hour closer to an all-time high? It's getting close, isn't, isn't it? This game is not rigged. Golden age of the 2020s. Oh, God. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Five-digit realm. And yeah, I am offended by selling on a day like this. I started out in Salt Lake City, and now I'm back in Baltimore. Hello, my elite friends. If you have questions, I have answers this late night here, and I want to go to sleep soon, obviously. Type in Bitcoin Meister, do a super chat. Uh, yes, another day, another 2020 high. Best freaking guest in the space here this week at Bitcoin will be at 11 a.m. on Friday. And join Parlor, Crypto Parlor. F follow me at Bitcoin Meister over there. Yes, they're all, there are alternatives to being an algorithm slave. All right. So, I, I you know, YouTube is the, the master of, of algorithm slavery. And I was, watching, I, I was watching videos that were not crypto related, but they've got me as a user tagged as a, a, a Bitcoin person, obviously. So I get served up uh, videos that are related to topics I like, right? Alec freaking Baldwin talking about blockchain, <laughs> advertising eToro. Now, Yoni, the CEO of eToro, has been on this show before. Best freaking guest in the space. Check out the archives, disruptmeister.com to find that one. He's an Israeli. He's awesome. Yoni. All right. That's his name, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, but the Alec Baldwin, well, all of a sudden I'm seeing Alec Baldwin on my freaking YouTube telling me about blockchain and eToro. And I will link to a video. I will link to a link below a story saying Alec Baldwin becomes the face of crypto trading platform eToro. Apparently he's been doing this for a little while now, but now it's becoming pretty obvious. And hey, he appeals to the, uh, the normies there. It's a way of getting people in. I, I mean, in 2017, I wouldn't think, you know, Alec Baldwin doing advertisements for uh, a company trying to sell you cryptocurrency. All right. Well, that's just, this is the golden age we're in, baby. And on that note, we've got a great tweet from Tur Demister out there. As Bitcoin wows smart money and in institutions, it is onboarding a whole new category of evangelist. These are people who appeal to the mainstream in a way cypherpunk OGs don't, thus accelerate Bitcoin adoption, quote unquote, uh, much more than we ever could. Well, he has a point. Uh, the, the hardcore people that have been around Bitcoin for some time uh, are awesome and great. I think I'm freaking awesome. But when you get like the Michael Sellers of the world and these uh, respectable CEOs, yeah, that's a whole new type of spokesperson that we've never got. Paul Tudor Jones, this is a new realm, okay, that started back in September when when he started, uh, when Michael Seller started talking about this. So, yes, it's a, it's a new appeal to the mainstream, whether it be, uh, I mean, appealing to major fund managers and stuff, uh, family offices. They're going to feel so much more comfortable with guys like this 
rather than, you know, smart dudes, energetic dudes, but they want one of their own telling them to buy Bitcoin. Okay, they missed out if they waited this long for one of their own to tell it. But it is nice to have one of their own uh, preaching the word. And it's more than one now. Paul Tudor Jones, Sailor, and Sailor's a unique beast. So pound that like button. And yeah, this 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 week in Bitcoin, you can watch it, techbalt.com, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. That you got to remember, Technology Baltimore. That was uh, something I came up with a long time time ago. So I kept that handle on Twitter, and you can find it just techcupbalt.com. I own that, so you can see all of this week at Bitcoin shows. Andy uh, Edstrom was on with David Bennett and Boris from the Netherlands. It was a great time. Now, someone who's never been on the show before is uh, Peter Schiff. <laughs> nice transition there, baby. And he uh, is complaining about Bitcoin a lot lately. I don't really want to focus on his complaints too much, but there is one interesting one. He says every time he turns on CNBC, he sees ads for grayscale. And I think that's awesome. So he was trying to fight the point that the mainstream media isn't covering Bitcoin. And he's he, his point is valid that the mainstream financial media is co- covering Bitcoin and Grayscale is paying them a lot, lot of money to do so. <clears throat> I mean, to run advertisements on CNBC. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows if those two things go hand in hand? Uh, I actually got to see CNBC when I was on the plane today. And yes, they did bring up Bitcoin. Uh, I will talk about why I had to watch CNBC today. But yes, uh, I am glad Peter Schiff, every time he turns on CNBC, he sees grayscale advertisements. Sadly, the peop- uh, some people are going to find out about Bitcoin that way and think they own Bitcoin that way. And hey, they're competing grayscale, but they're going to have to go down the rabbit hole a little bit further to understand you got to control your own private key. That's not elaborated, obviously, in advertisements for grayscale. But hey, compete, don't complain. You pay for an advertisement on CNBC and tell them to buy a freaking Trezor, okay? Now- let me go. Uh, we're going to talk about confiscations by governments here in a second. All right. We got Towers Comics in the house. Hello, Baltimore. Yes, hello. Remember, dudes, type in the, the Bitcoin Meister, type in Bitcoin Meister, or uh, do the super chat, ask a question. I, even though it's really late at night and my hair's a mess, I can answer your questions. All right. And yes, look at this shirt. Yeah, bitpiggies.com. You better believe it. Jim gave me the shirt. Me, me wearing this shirt, he said, a few people bought them because of this. I know of one at least, but I'm sure it's a few. All right, let us uh, let us move on. And I, I'm going to tell you what I saw in Baltimore tonight. Now, you guys know I've had the CEO, or I don't know if he's a CEO anymore, but the founder of CoinFirm. Okay, CoinFirm is a company, well, <laughs> they, they trace Bitcoin, okay? And some people don't exactly like what they do. They're, they're, they're competing. Uh, and there's a story out there that they've released that authorities, government authorities specifically, overlook millions of dollars of stolen assets. These they're, they're criminals out there or people who are labeled criminals that are get put in positions by governments to uh, relinquish their Bitcoin because they say they have used the Bitcoin for crimes. OK, we don't have to get into the specifics, but we've heard about these quote-unquote confiscations quite a bit, and that the government gets a lot of Bitcoin. Well, CoinFirm, and and I have thought about this before also, and I'm glad CoinFirm wrote a blog piece about it. It's linked to below, or it will be by the time you watch this tape. Um, The governments, the authorities are not always getting the crypto dividends. (laughs) So these quote-unquote criminals who might like 
have plea deals where they say, okay, I'm a criminal, take all my Bitcoin, don't throw me in jail. They might still end up with like B diamond and stuff, which is worth something. So you, you can read the story there. Now, why is CoinFirm talking about this right now? Well, they have a new product called ReclaimFork.com. So, and I've always thought someone should have a product like this where a person can, uh, now Rocky Palumbo offers these services. Uh, Jimmy Song has offered these services before, but with them, you have to trust them with your private key. Apparently CoinFirm, uh, does CoinFirm hold, hold my private keys or seed? Because they're offering a service where they will get your Bcash and uh, Bgold and BSV, at least those three. Maybe not Beagle, um, that you never claim. They they can claim it for you, okay? And they say no, CoinFirm does not access have access to your private key or seed for security reasons. Everything involving your private key or seed is done in your browser and is not transferred outside of it. Okay, I didn't play around with ReclaimFork.com. Apparently, they put something. In, uh, they 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 don't get your private key. I I don't know how it all works, but. I have said for a while that there should be services out there where people who never got their crypto dividends, they can easily claim their crypto dividends. Now, this might just be for Bcash, BSV, and Bgold, but maybe it will. some of you will be interested in it and, and can try it out. I know I would not be typing my private key into a browser, though. Uh, let, let, I don't know exactly what this is. If, they get, if you download a tool of theirs or something like that, who knows? All right, all you people chatting right now, remember, leave comments, leave comments, mess with the algorithm. The, me the algorithm messes with the 20 percenters out there that produce videos like myself. So, hey, we strike back a little bit against them. We have some fun. And I've been loving your comments. I've been obviously very, very busy today. Uh, it was crowded at the Phoenix airport, by the way. That's where the plane stopped. It was, it was quite packed. It was not, I mean, not like a usual Thanksgiving, but there were a lot of people. Uh, they're routing a lot of planes through uh, Phoenix, clearly. Salt Lake City was all right. BWI, not too many people, but... Uh, there's more and more people flying. It's not big. That's it's not a big deal, dude. Although you know, there, there's some grown men wearing freaking uh, face shields and stuff. So pathetic. We'll get to that in a second, and we'll go. Also, I will talk about yesterday's video where I asked for 50 brave men to fight the uh, the YouTube algorithm, and I got 50 brave men. And I want to thank you all uh, for doing what was said to be done in yesterday's video. We'll get to that in a second. I knew I could I could count on my. Uh, 50, uh, 50 brave 20 percenters. And maybe some were women. Who knows? Um, I, I know women watch that. You guys, the women who watch that, who watch this and who I've met in person, you all rock. You all rock. Um, and uh, you all seem nice. Uh, <laughs> your men, women, whoever did it, thank you. Now, we talked about government confiscations. We talked about the chatters. The, the other day, I also talked about South Africa and how Vinnie Lingham, who I thought was... Uh, I, I don't know, a, a fan of the government of, of South Africa and a, a fan of some of their policies. Well, he says, like I've been saying, first they regulate because South Africa is there's a uh, article about how glorious they are. At, they're even regulating even more over there, which I think is bad. And Vinny thinks is bad. Like I've been saying, first they regulate so they know who has it. Then they ban it and then they seize it. This has played out in history many times before. Now, I don't know how they could seize it, um, but it, it is a warning that uh, South Africa, they're keeping track of your Bitcoin over there, okay? And they're a country that's likely to experience hyperinflation, and then they're going to need a scapegoat, and they'll blame it on the Bitcoin, and they'll know that you have it. And maybe maybe 
you, you'll be it'll be in a third party because you were not wise to put it on a trezor. Who knows? But uh, yeah, people are trying to point put the 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 mainstream uh, crypto publications try to make it seem cool that you know South Africa more regulations. Vinny's I'm with Vinny on this. First they regulate it so they know who has it, then they ban it. Uh, that that's the South African way. Pound that like button. Don't pound that like button for South Africa doing that. Pound that like button for people in South Africa valuing their wealth in Bitcoin, not in Rand, and being aware that they're gonna that they might not have hyperinflation. I'm not predicting they will have bad inflation. They're gonna have bad inflation there, um, and that's how you beat it. And you keep it on your trezor so you know how to get the heck out. If you have to get the heck out of there, all of a sudden, God forbid. And that is uh, really taking. it. I hope it doesn't happen now. Uh, I get yesterday I, I talked about the altcoins gaining on Bitcoin's glory. There's a lot, there's a lot of people that hold Bitcoin. They're like, oh, I'm doing so well on paper. I better buy altcoins, and that helps pumping pump it up. And people have this diversification for the sake of diversification mentality, which is ridiculous. Michael Saylor sums it up very nicely here. Diversification is selling the winners to buy the losers. Think about the next that the next time you're tempted to buy Ripple. Diversification is the selling is selling the winners to buy the losers. Okay, so I'm I leave Salt Lake City in the morning and I woke up at 5 a.m. in Salt Lake City. I see that it's over nineteen thousand dollars. I'm really really happy about that because I'm like you can like feel it in the air. I can feel it. All right, so yeah, like Phil Collins, I could feel it in the air. Okay, and Dude, man, he he is. I love his. He's got emotion, man. He is got. He is a unique beast. He has passion. Like I've got passion when I do these videos. Phil Collins in the '80s, he had passion when he did those songs. All right, now, but but uh, not letting that distract you. The glorious Phil Collins and his glorious mohawk hairdo that he uh, he earned over time through all his high testosterone. Uh, he uh, where where was he? <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to. I want to know what the price of Bitcoin is. I want to know if it's going to get into its all-time high because I'm like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, baby. I feel it in the air. But unfortunately, when I get to Salt Lake City, when I to the airport, it's uh, unfortunately the, the internet was down. So I get on the plane and Southwest gives you free – if you, you can get – you don't get free internet, but you get like free cable TV. I turn on CNBC and I'm just hoping, I'm hoping like maybe something will come up and – Within a few minutes, yeah, there was some woman who hardly knew anything about Bitcoin but was pretending to know about Bitcoin talking about the Bitcoin. And it showed me what the price was, that it was 19.2 still. And I later found out that it got up to 19.4. And uh, yeah, there's there's only been like two days when other days when it's gotten that high before. So that's that's awesome. The value of wealth in Bitcoin, we're in some rare air here. And uh, yes. And by the way, the 50 men or 50 men and women who did what I said to do to to watch that Sunday's video. You guys can watch Sunday's video right now if you're watching this live and leave a comment there. I just put it into the chat. And uh, OK, what did we have? Roman Q, did you get to dump Ego Coin? It's not Thanksgiving yet, man. I, I'm not allowed to do it until Thanksgiving. And uh, a lot of people are clearly dumping it. My Lord, my Lord, is that thing going down? Um, but he'll pump it again. He'll pump it again. So I might, if it stays at like 19 Satoshis and it's, 
thank you know, I've just had my glorious Thanksgiving meal, which is basically going to be like all my other meals that I have. I don't like eat anything that special on Thanksgiving. Keeping it healthy, keeping it healthy with Mr. Bitcoin here, right? Or Miss Miss Bitcoin. All right. Um, no, uh, so I might not all I might not dump it off. It's still at uh, nineteen. Uh, satoshis he he cannot th those cult members will pump it up uh, again there's just a lot of guys like me who got it for free who just want to get rid of it and that's why his price has been falling like every day there's a lot of people dumping it um they don't, they don't believe his nonsense which you know you can't blame them but he they don't fully understand that he's got a quite a hold on those people and uh they they will buy into it for a longer time and they'll learn the hard way so uh, and all those people who come here to say that i'm wrong you know i don't know what i'm talking about with ego coin Go keep buying it. So I will be able to sell it for a lot of money and get a lot because I value my wealth in Bitcoin. I don't but they value their wealth in hex. Literally, he has convinced a, a large group of people to value their wealth in hex. It's 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 quite odd. But hey, con congratulations to Ego Coin Man. All right. He is a he's a smart guy. He is a smart guy. He's a manipulative guy. He's a good he's a good marketer. He's good. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to um <laughs> convince the 80 percenters. It's it's an 80 percenter coin. Okay, but we've, we've talked too much. If you want to hear more about that, watch Saturday's show. It's all linked to below. I, I explained the whole psychology behind what he's doing. He knows he knows what he's doing. So I, I know what I'm doing too. And I, I, I'm, I, when Thanksgiving comes, 7 p.m. East Coast time, it says it's the first time I can dump it. I'm not going to nah, – I'm waiting until it's getting a little bit higher than that. Okay, I mean maybe by then it will be. Maybe by then it will work his magic. I don't know. Um all right. Now, because the original dumpers were dumping it for like 40 Satoshis? I, I don't even know. So, uh, I mean, I, I can't get greedy on this. It, it, free is free. Free is free. So I can get greedy. Okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, yes, yeah, so the 50 men, thank you very much. They went to that Beyond Bitcoin show from Saturday, Sunday. And they commented and they spread the they, – they, they did what they did. I can tell. They did what they did. All right. Let's talk. What is the real – and yes, I am fasting, of course. Every time I travel on a plane, I do not eat during that day. So I did not eat all of today. So I'll end my 44-hour fast tomorrow after I have a, uh, a an online meeting with someone who's presenting a new opportunity to me. I hope to talk about that soon enough. But uh, and I'll run tomorrow, and uh, yeah, so I won't be eating until about seven p.m. tomorrow. It'll be what a forty-six hour. Fa I don't know um, what it'll end up being. Yeah, I'll calculate that later. No, no, I'll calculate it right now. It'll be a forty-five hour fast, something like that. All right, uh, who cares? None of you care. Uh, but yes, fasting is good for you. Looking into an intermittent fasting, forty-four hour fast with seventy-two hour fast, etc. And why would anyone would even eat on a plane? Well, they don't even serve food on a plane anymore. I mean, you can't touch shows. Oh, it's such nonsense. But uh, of course, all the people that are worried about getting this virus are in the airport. Oh no, there's the, the few places that are open in the airports. Oh, they're still eating horrible stuff. At you know, I, I saw someone was chowing down on their uh, their meal of Jolly Ranchers and Starburst. It looked very healthy. Okay, now, uh, so th this is a great question here. What is the real all time high? And I've told you newbies before that. In 2013, when we, we had the Mount Gox uh, all-time high, no one could agree for the next three years what it was. People just said – they rounded up. They said 1,100 or 1,200 or whatever. I forgot now what it even was. And so people basically are rounding up this time around and saying 20,000, 20,000. They don't know because – so you're not – you're not – okay. Last time it, it was kind of confusing like – 
when January of 2017 came, did we really break it today or didn't we? Or it was, you know, it was a little bit up in the air. Some people were excited because we broke the one on a certain exchange. So we're going to, we're going to, the same thing is going to happen again, unless we have like a one day, it just has a massive rally from what, what is it now? A little bit under 19 to 21. If it gets to 21 all at once, then everyone will, it'll just be, that will be the day, but I, that might not happen. It might, here, here's the thing from the decrypt article. It's a good, it's, it's good. Bitcoin price values ranging from 19,660 on Kraken on the low end to 20,093 on BitMEX were the high on December the 17th of 2017. Coin market cap records it as 20,089 on December 17th, 2017. Okay. So we know the date. <laughs> um, so maybe if it just gets to 21,000, suddenly. You know, tomorrow or next week or December 31st or November 30th, um, we'll know. So it, it really, 20,000 is going to be really happy though, because I, in my mind, I always recognized it closer to that Kraken number, 19,660. I thought it was like 19,700 or something like for a second, but apparently these other freak exchanges, BitMEX, it got up to 20,093. Okay. Okay. Did say say what you're going to say. Um, so we 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 need we needed to go up to well actually yeah twenty thousand one hundred but that's not just that's not as momentous as twenty one thousand. So there you go. I I've been I I've, I've been quite a nebulous and ambiguous about what will what will be what will make Adam happy, dude. I value my wealth in Bitcoin. Uh, but uh, who, who there's no official declarer of the all time high. That's the glorious thing about Bitcoin, too. So you, you could start anyone could declare an all time high at nineteen thousand six hundred sixty or at twenty thousand ninety three. It'll it'll be a fun uh, period of time, I'm sure. And yes, today it got to nineteen four and there have only been two times. It's been really higher than that. Uh, and this is only the beginning, guys. How about that? It's only the beginning. But I will be happy the day we get to a fiat freak all-time high in U.S. dollars. I will be. I mean, it's just, it's, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. You, you can have celebratory days like that. Uh, all right. But it is because you know it's – because I know it's only the beginning. I was happy when it broke 1,200 that time, but I knew it was only the beginning. And then my eyes just kept getting bigger and bigger like, oh, my God, 1,800, 1,900, 2,000. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Every month, every week, there'd be something more uh, during that spring of 2017. Even when uh, some people were hardcore fudding uh, Bitcoin saying, hey, we want, we want bigger blocks and people were scared. But we learned our lesson from that unfriendly fork. Pound that like button. And I want everybody, you know, now that we're reminiscing, go to the archives at DisruptMeister.com and watch some of my March videos where everyone is so scared. People are scared to go outside. People are scared. Why did Bitcoin just uh, crash but below uh, $4,000? And I was telling people, you, and I love that I have these videos and I have these archives to buy Bitcoin, that not the panic, not the panic. It's going to be fine. It's, you know, it's going to be all right. You know, stick with your plan. Do not do something drastic. And that's exactly what I freaking did. And the people who did that now uh, must be so grateful they did not do the impulsive thing that so many people were doing there. I remember Scott Adams, and he's a multimillionaire, so he can do what he wants to do, okay? He was like, yeah, I sold my Bitcoin. I sold my Bitcoin. It went, you know, went from 8000 to 6000 I sold it. Now, I don't know if he bought it back. I don't care if he bought it back. But when dudes like that say that, there are all these blind followers out there that are like, well, if he did it, I better do it too. You stick with the darn plan. It, it's regrettable. I'm sure people are on this day when we freaking got back over 19,000 again, um, 
this is not a day you don't want to own Bitcoin on. Okay. You don't want to be a no coiner on a day like this, especially when you used to be a Bitcoiner. That must be a bad feeling. But hey, no regrets here, baby, because I just got more Bitcoin back then. And that that's that should be value your wealth of Bitcoin. Have more Bitcoin than you did the day before. That's uh, that's what it's about. And Bitcoin breaks 9,000. New all-time high seems imminent. That was a headline today. And I, I, I think, yeah, that sums up the sentiment. It seems like the all-time high is imminent, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And by the way, Ethereum did make um, – they, they had enough Ethereum staked to launch the smart contract for Ethereum 2.0 on December 1st. So that is going according to their plan. Uh, congratulations to them. And so when I'm being uh, driven on, I think it was I-95 on the 695 here in the Baltimore area tonight, I see our, uh, I, I'm sure it was the governor who uh, approved of this. Uh, maybe it was the Department of Transportation. I don't know. I don't care. It was such, it's so pathetic the sign on the highway you know how they can change those uh those signs you know, they warn you if there's an, an accident up two miles ahead well this one said stay home for the holidays wear masks it said something like that pathetic that's what happens when you're a bootlicker you listen you listen to them that's what you end up doing you stay home for the holidays you don't go on beautiful planes like me see beautiful people and you end up wearing a mask at your house not owning any bitcoin pound that like button Coinbase went down. That is always bullish. Oh, by the way, speaking about my Beyond Bitcoin shows where I see I show you hot women that I used to know. Some of them I knew biblically. Uh, some of them not so much. Um, I tried and failed. I told you about that. Uh, my, my friend Sarah, Detroit Sarah, when she was in Baltimore once, how she asked me at the last second to go to a wedding that she was already at. I found the yarmulke that was from the wedding, actually. This is the uh, yarmulke they gave away at at the wedding. Just just thought I would add that to uh, make all of you guys look watch the uh, Beyond Bitcoin shows. You you never know what uh, strange, uh, unusual stories of life experience I will tell. Like me sitting on my computer one evening and just being invited to a wedding already in progress and showing up within a half hour in my suit and looking quite fine. Pound that like button. It was, it's, it's a quality yarmulke, quality yarmulke. Should, should I wear it the rest of the – all right. All right. Let's let's do this here. Um, what, what do we have here? It's, it's even – it's got a clip in it. That, that's really nice. Like my, my bar mitzvah one didn't have anything like that. Uh, now uh, what do we have? Coinbase is down, was down. Oh, Pantera blog. So even though I didn't have internet on the uh, plane, and even though like I fall asleep almost immediately on the plane, there were a few minutes I was awake here and there. I didn't get much sleep last night, so you got to make up some on the plane, uh, and it's easy for me. Oh, someone has a question. Good. Uh, but Pantera, Pantera Capital, okay, they manage all sorts of funds. It's, it's easier just to own your own freaking Bitcoin. Their, their, their blog, I opened it up before I got on the plane. So I had all these tabs opened up so I could read stories. That's a little that's that's a tip for you guys. That's a little hack for you guys. If you don't have internet on your plane or you don't you don't want to pay the nine dollars of Southwest or whatever it, it costs, I will never pay them a penny to get on the internet. Of course not. <laughs> Please. I, I respect the money. I'm not wasting it. I had all the I had the stories open that I wanted to read. Okay. And one was this Pantera blog. And it's a good, it's a good read. They talk about Bitcoin. The, the reason I wanted to read it was they were talking about why they thought Bitcoin went up, and obviously it's based around the having. Anyone with a brain on their head, in their head, <laughs> knows that uh, having hype 
is more than just hype. It's a real thing. It's the, it's the basis of Bitcoin and it's supply and demand simplicity. All right. But they, they added something about Ethereum that I talked about the other day. We're, we're still very, very early in the game talking about DeFi. There's a lot of counterintuitive designs in DeFi, mainly due to limitations of the current ledger. For example, if you are transferring DAI, you are pl- you're paying Ethereum as the gas fee for the transactions. For a non-crypto user, that's very crypto, a very counterintuitive concept. Why would you have to pay a foreign currency in order to transact in this particular currency? This is so great. This is such a great point. But yet people are doing it. DeFi is all about paying a foreign currency in order to transact in that currency. You have to pay Ethereum to transact in your currency. That is quite a counterintuitive concept. It's it's lame, but that's the way it works. And that's why Ethereum's pumping. It pumps. And why now people are trying to move DeFi to other blockchains, et cetera, et cetera. But it goes back to what I, I was saying before to all those people that are insane enough to think that you can build something on Ethereum that's going to be worth more than Ethereum. It, it's it's not. It's not. Now, so people bring up stable coins and all that. that, that that's different. I mean, stable coins is based on the value of the dollar. It, who cares about stable coins? You don't you don't speculate in stable coins. All right. Anyway, read the uh, read the blog post. And uh, yeah, being on the plane today and, and traveling when Bitcoin was pumping reminded me of when I was coming back from Korea in December, South Korea in December of 2017. And it was every place I would stop. I stopped in Japan. I stopped like in Texas or something. I forgot now where the plane stopped. And every time I would check the computer, Bitcoin would be up more. So that that reminded me of that era. It was such a cool era to be in. And we're entering that similar era now where Bitcoin is is going to be attaining new all-time highs all the time. That's what was going on in December of 2017. And so tomorrow is Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which used to be the biggest party night of the year in Baltimore. And I used to party like a rock star on that night. But seven years ago, I hung out with my high school friends um, at one of their houses in Hamden. He knows who he is. And uh, I had just bought my first two Bitcoin a few days beforehand, seven days, uh, seven years ago. And I was telling all my friends at the party to buy Bitcoin, that there's this awesome thing. It's getting close to $1,000 or whatever it was uh, at the time. I, I spent 600 so I thought 600 a piece. So I thought I was a genius because it was whatever it was at that point, 900 or it, it was it was uh, – it was definitely mooning then uh, in terms of 2013 numbers. And actually one of my friends did eventually buy it, but it is 20 X. It's basically 20 X since then at the very least. <laughs> and I mean, if you, if you say it was a, a little under a thousand, which I don't know what it was exactly that day. You guys can look it up, but yeah, a lot of people wish they, uh, they were listening back then. And another, another, you know, to show you how things change from year to year, seven years ago, it was pumping, okay? And, and I thought it was a genius because I got in at 700, 600, and that was 1,000. And I thought 1,000 was a lot of money and now. But two years ago, on this uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving, it crashed below the Hoffman line. It finally broke below the Hoffman line. And that was very uh, 
which is below. I think we got into the three thousands or four thousands. I don't. I don't even remember exactly. Unfortunately, my mind was on other uh, personal matters at the time uh, when I got back from Santiago uh, two years ago. But there were so many people who had weak hands then, and I was telling people. You can watch the videos. Uh, one of them is quite emotional that even though I was going through, you know, real life issues in my in my family's uh, life um, that, you know, strong hand, it's going to be all right. And uh, that those months, November, December, January uh, from 2018 to 2019, Bitcoin was stuck in the 3000s. It, it was not. But I, I if you had a strong hand. Oh, does it taste so sweet now, doesn't it? Oh, sweet chin music. Pound that like button. Now, oh, God. Uh, there is a question. Let me ask. Let me get it. Henry Law sent 50 Hong Kong dollars. Keep Hong Kong free, baby. Get rid of the communist uh, CCP people over there, okay? Uh, now, uh, he says, he sent 50 Hong Kong dollars. Thank you. In a sense, Bitcoin has already recovered the all-time high a few days ago. And you you are right. And I talked about this. In a sense, it has. Uh, one, 20-week moving average is now higher than March 2018 peak. Yep. Market cap has surpassed 2017 peak. Yes. And I we, I brought this up a few days ago. And, and, and you're right. We, we put a lot of focus on that magical all-time high. And, and it is magical, but under so many other very legitimate measurements, it is at an all-time high. And uh, th thank you for the contributing that and, and remembering. But we have to remember what's going to get the normie FOMO going. It's when not CNBC is talk talking about whatever they were talking about today. It's when ABC News, NBC News – um, you know, after they have a, a story about how great uh, Biden is, they have a story. Well, this Bitcoin product reached its all time high today. That's what that's going to set off a lot of FOMO. Like the other measurements that you talk about are for thinking people are for uh, are for uh, are, are for 20 percenters. OK, the the all time high is simple that 80 percenters can understand it and maybe they will become 20 percenters. And hey, this is where big boys play. Everybody is welcome here. And Roman Q had a similar comment. The Bitcoin price already hit the all time high in Canadian dollars. Looks like U.S. dollar is the last one remaining. It basically is because the U.S. dollar is the best currency out there um, of of all the country currencies. And amazingly, we there's not another country that I doubt. Dude, in um, the Swiss franc, it hasn't reached it hasn't reached as high in the Swiss Swiss franc yet, has it? I, I doubt it's reached as high in the Swiss franc, but I mean, I, I could be I don't care if it has or not. But uh, I still think the U.S. dollar is better than the Swiss franc. But but, but that's that's for another show. But thank you, Roman Q, Q for that. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Inter interesting comment there, Mister uh, Tinker Fifty Three. You make a valid point, uh, I, I think. Uh, now, uh, what else do we have here? Uh, Alistair Milne did not have a weak hand, uh, from from what I can tell. He no, he did not. He kept up all the he through the bad times. He kept on saying, you know, he he's lived through this longer than I have, even. Okay, he, you know, he's got tweets about Bitcoin from 2011. He says there's only a single day, and this is on Henry's and Roman's point too. There's only a single day where Bitcoin's price averaged above the current price of 18,800. Okay, so th there you go. It, 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 it was a good day. It was a good day. Now, uh, Caitlin Long uh, loves to promote 
what's going on in Wyoming. And she's really gotten on the consumer protection uh, side of things with the services, well, with the way the laws that have been put in place in Wyoming, okay? And this is a unique beast perspective because this is where the big boys play, okay? And a lot of people can't handle that. They want there to be customer service. They want there to be protection. They think they're going to get ripped off. They're scared. And yes, there's a great chance. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing, uh, you start diversifying for a secret diversification, you're going to get ripped off. You're going to you're going to get hacked. You're going to do put, give your money to a scam. I mean, but she has a a take on this where she, she she's made Wyoming a very crypto friendly place, but she's boosting the volume of the consumer protection aspect of it. And here we go. This is her tweet. And this is from a few days ago. I've been meaning to bring it up. As, a, as Ethereum works through its hard fork, worth asking these questions about your exchange slash custodian. If it no longer supports the old chain, can it just break its contract with you? Can it keep the fork coins or must it give them out to you? Wyoming law has consumer protections for this. So I like that she gets into these type of scenarios. I tell people, you know, if you've got your, uh, uh, not, let's not talk about the Ethereum aspect of it, but let's, you have Bitcoin and they come out with a, a Bitcoin, uh, a B diamond type of uh, crypto dividend. They're not going to give it to you. You just assume you, you're keeping your exchange at a third party. You're keeping your Bitcoin at a third party. They're not going to give a darn. They're going to take, they're not, they're going to keep what you think is yours. But she's saying they're setting up a situation there where there are consumer protect, pro protections for that kind of thing and maybe other things. But she realizes that so many people out there are not going to control their own private key and are going to use uh, Bitcoin are going to use Bitcoin banks. And so she wants to be a mecca for companies that want to be consumer friendly like this and a mecca for people who deal with third parties and deal with centralized altcoins that change around that want protection from the state. So she's giving it to them. And do I need all of that? No, I don't need any of that stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty hardcore about Bitcoin. Um, I, I know how to claim my uh, crypto, et cetera, et cetera, but there are people out there and there are a lot of people that are, are uncomfortable about the cryptocurrency space because of the lack of, quote unquote, consumer protection out there. And so good for her for doing that. She's a unique beast. She can do whatever she wants to do in Wyoming. They're doing good things over there. And she she keeps on having a, a different, she's, she's got different ways of spreading the word and making it seem very unique to people. All right. Now she's a unique beast and she has been on the show before. Everybody, the show is almost over. Click on the squares at the end of the show that, that show my past shows so you can watch them. It's really easy. It just... It's thrown up in your face by YouTube. It's like one good thing that they do. LBRY.tv slash at Bitcoin Meister. I'm over there. And finally, the final link is to a song called a called Chariot Chugle by T-Rex. And as I mentioned, I found a bunch of uh, YouTube listings I put on a notepad of songs I used to listen to, but I had forgotten about it due to extenuating circumstances the opening riff for this song could be like the opening riff for like any movie like a, an awesome movie that you would be so pumped up to see if a movie started with the opening riff of chariot chugle so uh by t-rex mark bolin was really good with those like riffs that pumped you freaking up man and hardly anyone knows who he was um he lived a, a too short of a life 
And uh, yeah, it, people people know who David Bowie was, but he he was friends with David Bowie. Okay, dudes, uh, look up T Rex. What what? Listen to that song. See if you agree with me. I'm just seeing. Um, someone says get Catherine Coley on the show. Tabal says that. Uh, I'll. I don't know much about Catherine Coley, dude. Um, but I, I'll look into it. Pound that like button, everybody. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. See you tomorrow on the what used to be the biggest party day of the year, right? I'll be partying with you guys, with the the bit piggies. See you. Thanks. Bye.